As you spoke last night, these sacred liturgies that we enter into, the entire sacred triduum, these three days of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, leading up to the culmination of the Paschal Vigil, the Easter Vigil, tomorrow night. The whole message and the whole means, the entire purpose of what it is that we celebrate is ultimately the gift of life. Yesterday we looked at two of the means by which the Lord calls calls us to take part in that life. Namely, to be able to place others before ourselves in the mandate of service and to receive the Eucharist, the body and blood of Jesus that purples our lips and to show that we have been faithful to the promise of God and to the command of God to continue that perpetual institution of the Passover feast. Today we celebrate one of the greatest paradoxes of our faith, namely that life comes to us by way of death, death on the cross. We know this Jesus, though many at that time asked the question, who are you? We know about the Lord in our day. We know that he is the son of Joseph, the carpenter. That he himself had spent many hours alongside Joseph, surely working in the workshop. He knew the wood. He knew the labor of the wood. Many hours he worked it, and certainly many hours he prayed with it. He knew that one day his hour would come where he would behold a wood unlike any other that he had ever touched. And today is that day. He whose hands many times had embraced wood, today embraces it with a new purpose. Today he picks up the most glorious piece of wood he will ever have touched in his life. It is the wood that becomes our salvation. Ultimately, it was not his own cross that he picked up. It was mine, and it was yours. Jesus was perfect. He was sinless. He is God made flesh. He didn't deserve a cross. He didn't deserve the sufferings. He didn't deserve the passion. He didn't reserve, deserve the rejection and all the sorrows that he experienced during the course of this time. But I do. And so do you. But on account of his love for us, he picked up our cross and climbed to Golgotha for love of us, ultimately for one purpose, to bring us life, to fill us with his grace, to fill us with the life of God, and ultimately to fill us perfectly in eternal life. Our Lord embraces the cross. He doesn't despise it. He doesn't hate it. He doesn't do it begrudgingly. He picks up his cross as one will pick up their beloved child. Certainly a sorrow, but a great, great joy. A joy because the salvation is soon to come. Everything that God had done for us will soon to come to its head. 
life was about to be victorious. And so he embraces this cross with great love in his heart. He carries it. He climbs upon it. And he offers himself as both priest and victim on the altar of the cross. His blood poured down from it. Once his life was completely over, he was pierced and blood and water poured forth in even greater abundance. Life is in the blood. The scriptures remind us in many ways that life is in the blood. It's in the shedding of blood that we recognize that our sins cost us something. That the wages of sin is death, as St. Paul reminds us. And Christ comes to pay our wage. He accepts it on himself rather than placing it upon our shoulders. He accepts what is ours simply to give us life. It's an incredible thing that he does. He who is the way, the truth, and the life itself. He who is life. Christ doesn't have life. He is life. And as a man who is himself God comes to touch a piece of dead wood, he makes it a tree of life. That dead wood that has become the tree of life when washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, begins to bear fruit. It sinks its roots into the earth. And the fruit that it produces for us is no mere fruit for the flesh, but is the fruit for our soul. The fruit of the cross is salvation, eternal life. It truly is the tree of life. And so we rejoice in this gift. And we ask the Lord to pour his grace upon us to continue to affect and to increase within us those very fruits. Everything that we experience in the course of this life, Christ brought to the cross. Again, everything negative, any sufferings, any sorrows, any pain, loneliness, all of these things that we bear as burdens to the course of our days, Christ took every single one of them and he brought them on his own back up Calvary. And there he washed them in his blood. And in a sense, you could say that all of our sufferings, all of our pain, all of our sorrow, even death itself is baptized in the blood of Jesus Christ. We know that in baptism, simple water becomes an instrument of life. And much the same, and even more so, the precious blood of Jesus. All of these things, our entire life placed upon the back of Christ, washed in his blood, become means of salvation. Our sufferings, when united to Jesus, washed in his blood, become instruments of grace. Our loneliness, when united to Jesus and washed in his blood, becomes a drawing close to Jesus and his own loneliness that becomes salvation for us. 
our sorrows, our tears and our weeping, the sufferings that we experience from ourselves and from others. All of this, when united to Jesus Christ and washed and baptized in his precious blood, becomes life. The cross is foolishness. The cross is a stumbling block. And yet, it is the wisdom of God. None of us would have asked for it. And yet Christ in his abundance love comes to give it. He could have done anything in the world, but he chose this. Because of his love and his one desire, the entire purpose of his coming here, namely to give us life. And so in the silence of this holy day, the Lord invites us to come and to rest with him. In a few moments, we'll have the solemn intercessions where we pray for the entire church and the entire world, rightly so, as we recognize the fruitfulness of the cross means of salvation and life. We pray that life as members of the body of Christ would continue to increase in the world. And so we offer the intercessions. And then we have the solemn veneration of the cross, where we come forward and venerate with the kiss, the cross or the corpus of Christ, to show our love for this great love that he had for us, to do our best to muster up everything of the love in our hearts, which we know is only a faint shadow of the love that he has for us. And we offer these things. Then we have the great gift of Holy Communion, where we experience life itself. We receive his very life into our flesh and blood. And then we quietly wait. At the end of the service, the cross remains in the center of the sanctuary. And we're invited simply to stay and to pray. Just as we stay and pray with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament on Thursday evening, today we rest quietly at the foot of the cross. You have to wonder how many people stayed after the body of the Lord had been taken down and brought away to its tomb. How many stayed and simply gazed upon the cross, marveling at what had just taken place before their very eyes. Blessed are those who had the eyes to see. And blessed are we too, who can also gaze upon this instrument of our salvation, the cross. I would encourage you to stay after as, as long as you would like, to unite yourself to the cross, to take all of your sorrows and sufferings, to take your pains, to take your illness, to take the things that weigh upon your heart and your soul, to take your failures and your rejections, as well as all of your delights, and each of them, one by one, to give to Jesus Christ, to place upon him on the cross and allow his precious blood to wash over them. For those of you who would like to receive a portion of the fruits of the very cross in addition to Holy Communion, which we receive uh, immediately following the service, uh, I will go into the, uh, the confessional 
and to allow the sacrament of reconciliation to be offered again as long as need be. If y'all want to keep me here all night long, I will happily stay. Because what happens in the sacrament of reconciliation is simply the fruits of what we celebrate here in this very sanctuary at this moment. That Christ comes to conquer sin. He comes to defeat death by tasting of it himself and drinking of it deeply. All for one purpose. To go forth and to give to us the gift of life.